Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. That's another episode. My name is Jim Burns, and we're here to discuss a variety of topics, and there's plenty of them today. Bullying's the big one, but right now, many people are experiencing a host of other problems. Domestic violence, workplace bullying, cyberbullying, community and family bullying, and very violent forms of bullying. And often when I speak with people, I discover that they seem to be having trouble with the people that are closest to them in their lives, with their parents or their siblings. In some cases, people live in extended families, and they have trouble with even grandparents. People become angry and bitter and just don't realize that there's a choice, and there is a choice. And it can be just as easy to develop love, joy, peace, and patience as it is to be angry, bitter, and vengeful. Now, this podcast is designed for anyone who wants to have a fuller, more vibrant life and to offer some ideas on how to balance the physical, the mental, emotional, and spiritual areas of their life. But we are Anti-Bullying 101. So it's truly my hope that we can help everyone live a life without the fear of harassment, intimidation, and bullying. And I don't have to tell you what's in the news right now, because it's all over the news. And my daughter went off to school today, and she told me that today is Kindness Day in her school. And my wife took her to school, and she uh, texted me. She said, there's police cars outside the school. They're in, uh, as part of a safety protocol, 
just in case we have some type of active shooter situation that could go on as a copycat uh, incident because of what happened in Texas yesterday. And, you know, we all know what happened. 19 children. Now, we're going to get into not only Texas, but Buffalo as well. 19 children, two teachers that we know of right now. And the gun, this gunman opened fire in an elementary school, according to the state police. The suspected shooter, who might have had a handgun and a rifle, was, was also killed when law enforcement confronted him at the Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, about 83 miles west of San Antonio, Texas. Now, there's a lot of things that went on here, and you're going to have to bear with me because I am doing some research as we discuss this. And the youngster's name was, because, and I say youngster because he was 18 years old, was Salvador Ramos. And there was a lot to say about him, you know, by his friends and some other teachers after the shooting. After the shooting. You know, he was cutting his face and he had other issues. Uh, his mother was on drugs. This has been reported. Uh, and he also... Um, the grandmother who owned the home that the mother, um, I guess she rented from the grandmother, uh, told uh, this Salvador that she was going to uh, evict his mother from the house because, well, Salvador was living with the grandmother. And uh, so before he goes to the school, he was angry because of the eviction, and he, sh and he uh, shoots his grandmother. Now, it's, it, he, he, he entered into the uh, Rob Elementary School. And, you know, that, that is the other thing. You know, we get letters... You know, and I'm sure if you're in a school right now, you'll get a letter from school administration that'll tell you this is what we're doing in light of this situation that occurred at the uh, in Texas yesterday. You know, we have police. Everyone, every one of our um, schools has a safety officer, and so on and so forth. So, how the hell did this kid just get into the school? He entered into the Rob Elementary School. I want to tell you something. I couldn't get into my school where my daughter goes without going through two, two or three checkpoints. So how did this guy just get into the school? I don't know. That's not the purpose of this podcast. They thought he killed 14. They later said he killed 19. And that didn't include the teachers. 
Plus, he injured a bunch of people. Just another stupid, unbelievable act. And, you know, we had this started in 1999 with Columbine High School. And the list is too long to even go over. But the, the shootings that occur are not done by happy people. They're not done by happy people. Now, let's talk for a moment, just for a moment here. Not about mental illness. We know that we have to put more money into the mental health area. We know that in this country. You know that the people who were involved in the shootings in Texas and in Buffalo, which we'll get to, were mentally ill. They were mentally ill. And when we begin to look at mental illness in light of events like this, if you're a parent sitting home right now and your kid was killed in this this rampage, do you care if this person was mentally ill? I mean, I wouldn't. And I think we've hit a point in our society where we used to talk a lot about things being relative to a situation. Now, I'm not saying that anyone, anyone is hiding behind mental illness in this situation. I'm not saying that. I think we have to invest more money to begin to identify people who have this profile, but I think we've dropped the ball there because there's not a lot lot of um, relief coming in terms of these shootings. We just had two in two weeks. And I'm not saying that we're hiding behind it, and I'm not saying anyone is excusing it. But when you look at relative moralism, just things being relative to a situation, if you have read Anti-Bullying 101, one of the the first things that I say in one of the chapters, in, in, in the very first tip, is bullying is wrong and it won't be tolerated. It's black and white. Now, this kid was bullied for sure. That was mentioned in some of the material that I read. It's black and white. It's right or wrong. And in my introduction today, I spoke about, I always speak about, people who are angry and bitter, and they don't have an idea, they don't have a clue that there is a choice. Now, you can tell me all you want that the... um, that there is a clinical mental illness going on. But there is also a choice that can be made. And it's just, and, and you know, environmentally, people get raised in tough environments. 
They get raised in really, really tough environments. I was raised over a bar. My parents weren't there all the time. They worked. They fought. There was all kinds of trouble. They didn't know how to discipline. They didn't know how to talk to you. They didn't know how to do a lot of things. But I had a choice that I could make in terms of whether or not I wanted to stay there or whether or not I thought they were right. And at the time when you're eight years old, they're always right. But as you grow older, you begin to make your own choices. And it's just as easy to develop love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, as my daughter is celebrating in her school right now. Gentleness, all of the fruit that comes from just having a kind heart. So there's a choice that can be made, and it's just as easy to do that as it is to be angry, bitter, vengeful, and to let that take over your mind and to allow you to think that you have some type of permission to go in and kill 19 people, 19 children, two teachers, 21 people. That was just yesterday. And bear with me here. He didn't kill his grandmother. He shot his grandmother. She was hospitalized in critical condition. He crashed his car, went to the campus, and opened fire. He started shooting every single person that was in front of him, the lieutenant said. This is Lieutenant Olivares, Texas Department of Public Safety. They shut, the gunman barricaded himself in a classroom. Officers outside could hear gunshots, but couldn't get in because they were met with a barrage of gunfire and some of these guys were wounded. They couldn't get into a classroom. I don't understand that one. Break the door down. I know you, you, you almost may have needed to have the SWAT team there at that point. And of course, this guy was wearing body armor and he carried a rifle. The shooter did not have any criminal history, was unemployed with no friends, no girlfriend, who we can identify. So, the suspect acted alone. There was all kinds of red flags on uh, Instagram and uh social media, he's showing guns, he's doing different things that would give people the idea that there's something wrong here. He was killed. They had to take this guy down. He he purchased two uh, semi-automatic rifles on his 18th birthday at an Evaldi area gun store. It was not clear whether either of these weapons was used in the attack. But it's not, it's not the attack. It is the attack if you're a parent of one of those children. It's an attack to me, too. But it's what's wrong with the culture. What's wrong with society? 
I'm tired of hearing that there's reasons for something. These reasons that we come up with become excuses, and I don't give a damn how tough your life is and how tough your upbringing is. You do not, you should have the wits about you to go get help. Unless you've been thinking about it so long that it just engulfed your thinking and your mind and your spirit and your soul and you go out there and you decide to kill people. I mean, how much... I, I don't have the words. I, you know, to all of those people who have children who were killed, my prayers are with you. To the family of the teachers, my prayers are with you. And I think that's about the only way you can do it, is pray. Yeah, the other interesting thing, these kids were killed, and there was a father on the news the other day, on the, yesterday, he says they can't find my daughter. How would you like to be a parent waiting to find your daughter after there was a massive school shooting? Where the hell, how, what, I don't know how that happened. I'm not blaming anyone. This podcast is not here to blame people. The only thing it's here to do is try and enlighten us in terms of what our, what we can do in this world, okay, and what our choices are, and we don't, we do, it is just as simple to change the way we think. But nobody wants to believe that. Nothing is relative, there's really no relative it's black or white. And there are reasons, but never an excuse. Many years ago, a young man named Christian Pittman was angry because his grandparents in North Carolina told him that he couldn't see this certain girl that he was interested in. The grandparents take a snooze like they usually do midday. He comes in, shoots them with shotguns in bed, leaves the trailer with the dog, burns the trailer down, and drives off in their pickup truck. The defense attorney for Pittman said what happened was because of his adverse reaction to Zoloff. And the prosecuting attorney, and we had court TV back then, the prosecuting attorney said Zoloff's not on trial here, this kid is. Well, he was found guilty, and he's doing time, for his act but if if in fact anyone bought that it was an adverse reaction to Zoloft I don't know what would have happened that kid may have been out already I, I don't know but we have this tendency this idea that we can find excuses for this type of behavior and there is no excuse right now and I'm saying that there's people that believe well he had a bad it was a bad scene he was this this all these other things happened and nothing I'm telling you folks it's either love or hate right or wrong it's relative okay it is relative and if there's difficulty brewing we've got to get the mental health folks involved to try and help those who want the help Disaster. I'm, I'm devastated by this whole thing because I have a, a daughter of the age of those children that were killed and it is absolutely mind-boggling.
Now, what's today? Today is the 25th. Yesterday was the 24th. So 10 days ago, 10 days prior to this, another mass shooting occurred in Buffalo, New York at a um, uh, Topps supermarket. And 10 black people were killed and three other people were injured. And this shooter, whose name was Peyton Gendron, he live streams it on uh, social media. And he was taken into custody. Now, this, this is another 18-year-old. He writes a manifesto where he describes... Uh, how we missed it, though, I don't know. I mean, there's got to be tentacles of the FBI, the CIA. There's got to be, the, you know, uh, safety, uh, public safety... Um, we have uh, through um, our terrorism task forces and so on have got to pick this stuff up. And an uh, ethno-nationalist motivated to commit political violence. And he's another one that's involved with, with this. You know, you, got, you do have the right and the left. You do have Democrats and Republicans. But when you start talking about far-right or alt-right, or, you know, far-left, then you are fanatical. And the far-right has this idea of the great replacement theory. Which is in the context of genocide. And it was domestic terrorism. Ten people killed 10 black people and this was absolutely a racist event racially motivated and how does this occur now according to the manifesto this person was not only uh, going to deal with uh, and he drives like 200 miles to the place off his rocker drives 200 miles goes there kills the people in the supermarket and then in the manifesto he's talking about Lakewood, New Jersey Toms River, New Jersey uh, about the Jew people of the Jewish faith taking over I mean it's absolutely insane Now, how do you how do you talk to your kids about this? How do you do it? They're going to see it in the news. My wife asked me. She said, "How? What are we going to we going to talk to Zoe about this?" Well, are we? I'm sure they're talking about it in school right now. The kids amongst themselves. And they have their active shooter drills. They're taught how to shelter in place, which I don't know if I want anyone sheltering in place. I think we should break the glass and just run like hell, zigzagging across the lawn to get away from the building. In this instance here, we had a uh, Buffalo police officer retired 
trying to pick up a couple bucks working as a security guard in the store when he confronted the shooter. This kid has body armor on. He he shoots the kid with the body armor, but the kid ends up killing him because, let's face it, the... Um, the ex-police officer working there did not have Barty Amor on. He's not anticipating someone going to come in and rampage the store. This is about, this is about people who don't realize that there's a choice in this world because it's, it's done by bitter people. It's done by angry people who have to be identified up front. Up front. So that we can do something with them and get them help. And most mentally ill people don't believe they're mentally ill. It's the ones that get help that understand their condition. I mean, we've had schools set up all kinds of stuff and take all kinds of measures and we still have school shootings big ones and I still cannot understand how someone could walk into a building I can't get in to my kids school my wife who was the classroom mother couldn't get in without going through checkpoints and escorted all over the building how the Hell, does someone just walk in? My name's Jim Burns. You're listening to Anti-Bullying 101. It makes you fearful. It puts fear in your heart and in your mind about going anywhere. This happened in a grocery store. Does anybody grocery shop? You know, when we had this event in uh, for Columbine High School in April of 99, I was working as an administrator at the time. And my comment was to some of the some of my uh, teachers, I said, don't um, don't think that it's going to stop with schools. This stuff's going to go on all over the place because people and I de- identified it then people are becoming more angry and more mentally ill. So don't think that this ends here. And sure enough, colleges, Virginia Tech, you had problems. Stores, movie theaters, synagogues, churches, just in the community, guys walking, uh, you know, on the subway platform the other day in a subway car, get shot. Another guy stabbed in New York. It's we're, we're at a point right now where we have to constantly look over our shoulder. It's out of control. That's all I could say. And I don't know where the answers are going to come from. I'd like to think that some of the work that I've done over the years would be beneficial. And I could help people answer some questions. 
you know, think, think about it for a minute. When I say to you that people are bitter, well, what are they actually bitter at? And, and I'm going to say this. Some people are bitter just because they were born. People who are raised in environments where there is tremendous disappointment, single family, uh, single parent homes, lack of supervision, no communication, there's addiction in the home, and a kid gets raised in that environment. And they become more and more angry because of how they're treated. Then they go to school and they find out that even their classmates treat them poorly. They become the laughing stock because of silly things that they did because they wanted attention because they weren't getting it at home. And they become more and more angry. That's what they're bitter at. And the first people that they're bitter at are their parents. They're bitter at their mother. They're bitter at their father. And ultimately, I think, if you look at this from a Christian standpoint, they're actually bitter at God for them giving them the lot that they're in at, at the time. Like, why am I here? What happened here? And they get more and more angry, and they're actually angry at God. And I, I, often, I heard one of my dear friends say many years ago that you can't hate your parents and love God. And I think that a lot of these people really just hate their parents. And I remember watching Mindhunters a while ago when it was out, when it was on Netflix, which I thought was great. And they, the first interview that these FBI agents did was with a, a mass murderer named Edmund Kempler, actually a... Uh, serial killer killing and raping women and so on and that what got him put in jail because they never caught him was the fact that he had to go back he had to kill he once he killed his mother and once he killed his mother he called the police and says you can arrest me now it was almost as if that's something that he had to do that angry, that bitter. And it was taken out on all kinds of women across the country. And unless we can make peace with ourselves, and we can make peace with our parents, and I think unless we can make peace with God, or any higher power that you believe has put you in the position that you're in. Unless we can make peace, and unless we can 
begin to accept who we are, our time in history, our own intelligence, our parents, unless we can accept a lot of things that are, in my estimation, very unchangeable. And by unchangeable, I mean you can't change your parents. We're going to continue to have angry people who are going to terrorize schools, communities, churches, stores, synagogues, and schools. Peace is the only way. Love, joy, peace. That's the fruit. Those are the beginnings of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, and peace. And rarely do I go off on a Christian rant or a faith-based rant. But until our hearts turn to God as we know Him, and until our hearts turn toward making peace with those who have hurt us, we will carry a load throughout the course of our life where we will take things out on people and we will displace our anger all over our communities, our schools, our churches, and we will begin to have a sense of 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 um, bitterness that knows no bounds, and that's what you have here with these two people: straight, angry, hateful people who don't understand that the only way out is peace, love, joy, not hatred, not revenge. Peace, love, joy. The opposite of love is hate. They need love. They don't need... It's very hard to love them right now. But if their parents had done their job... Because everything is intergenerational. And parents, as you sit there listening to this podcast, ask yourself, am I creating a bitter child? Is he angry? And I'm not saying every bitter person, every angry person is going to be someone that's going to go off and shoot up schools and communities. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that bitter people do not have happy lives. And ask yourself what what you want for your child. Do you want them to have a happy life? If you do, you'll understand how to teach them about love, how to care, how to be kind, how to be respectful. You'll season your words with salt. And you'll try to teach rather than punish. 
And you'll do the things that are necessary to make sure that that young child, whether it be a male or a female, can grow up and have peace in their heart and love for others. Now, I have... uh, I'm still need to get to part four. This is a perfect segue of uh, the um, series that I'm doing on Let's Build, Not Mend. Because we have to stop mending men or mending adults. And we got to start building stronger children. And in order to do that, it could take us three generations, but I think we have to get on the ball right now and start doing it because if not, we're going to have, once again, another angry generation coming through. Remember, Columbine was 1999. That's near 25 years ago. So there was another generation that came through. And we have to put the brakes on this and do what we can to make sure that our children are protected and safe and we have to raise children with love in their heart and a, and a peaceful spirit that they can take with them throughout the course of their life. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I just gave you my thoughts, my opinions. I did a little recap on the shooting that we just uh, just occurred in Texas and I went over a little bit about what happened in Baltimore, in the Buffalo. Um, you can read all this stuff in the news. There's, there's a whole lot more to it than what I'm explaining right now. But I think the point that I am making is the only way out is acceptance Don't and help your children be safe, sane, and keep them from becoming bitter and angry adults who will take out their anger on other people and that's what we don't want to have happen my name is jim burns thank you once again for listening to anti-bullying 101 right now i'm in new jersey and it's a pretty sunny day pretty nice it is may 25th we're getting ready for memorial day that's coming up i hope you all have a great one uh we're going to be back at you next week uh, doing another podcast on something uh, on the um, Let's Build, Not Men. We're going to finish that series. And I certainly hope that uh, you continue to listen. I hope that you continue to apply. And I hope you get. I hope these podcasts engage you. Now, if you are a school system and you're listening to this podcast, one of the things that I am doing is I am creating podcasts for school districts so that they can have a broadcast themselves. They can broadcast podcasts to their parents, to their children, to their students, and it uh, and it also involves pod courses. It involves a lot of stuff that you can use to try and help your school system become more aware of things that are going on around them. And I think it's I think it's vitally important by today's standards to communicate every day with your uh, or at least every week the podcast would be once a week 
with your parents and, and, and your teachers and let they can listen to this you know, whenever they want. So I think every district needs a podcast. I'm going to put the information for it uh, in the episode description, along with my website, which is bullyproofclassroom.com. And you can go to the store there, and there's a bunch of books that you could buy and other material that I'm sure will help you in uh, your quest to try and create a peaceful learning environment. Once again, my name is Jim Burns, and I thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101.